Yo, check, check. Hosolito. Hosolito. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we count this as starting? Yeah, let's, yeah, start. let's start do it. it. Hey, you're listening to the only podcast with three Boston comedians discuss the final episode of a series they've never, never even seen. Series finale of the podcast. We release one every Sunday night, and on Thursdays, we release one in the Patreon. Which is a subscription service where you can spend Jack, you figure your, your asshole right now? <laughs> I had like a burp or something. Patreon. That cigarette must have been real carbonated. <laughs> Patreon.com slash. slash series finale. Yeah. yeah. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Find us on YouTube. We got and, a YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening to this, you found us. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, I want to put this out there. We have 15 Patreon subscribers. We've said that when we get to 100 Patreon subscribers, we will all take testosterone tests to <laughs> declare to the world who has the lowest T. Yeah. Help us get there by telling your friends that you like our podcast. That would be really fun, actually. Yeah. Make you social know? media posts. Yeah. You know. Send uh, us horrible gummies. That's yeah. a new gag we yeah. have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's another good thing to do. Yes. And do uh, all these things. Because you love our content and you want more of it and we want to give it to you. And you love our country. Do you patriotic? <laughs> <laughs> so this week's episode, we watched the television show Dallas. Dallas. Have you ever been? Let's start with that. That's a great first question. <laughs> because one thing I want to do more is do little background materials to the show. Set the scene. What have we heard about it? What do we know about the place? Have I ever been to Dallas? The answer, no. I've never been. I've seen a Dallas Cowboys game on TV. That is actually the only thing, and I've seen the Zapruder film. Those are my only. Uh, <laughs> Wait, was that in Dallas? Yes, that, that was, was in Dallas. Dallas. Oh wow! Yep, there's like a they they paint a red X over the spot where it where it went down, so wow. you actually stand there in the middle of the goddamn road while people honk at you and try to get you to move. Is it the correct spot or similar to the Boston Massacre spot? I did air quotes there, yeah. audience. Is it? <laughs> Fake. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that there, there? Do you think that there are people that believe JFK is alive? Because I've seen the video slowed down. His head pops off. No, I, I don't think there are those no. people. I don't even think there are people who truthfully believe Tupac. Is I mean, alive. was that him though, or was that a crisis actor? Or a Saddam Hussein bo- uh, body double. Nice. <laughs> who, a Saddam Hussein body double who looked like JFK? Yes. Yeah, he's very talented. <laughs> this guy was in demand. <laughs> wow. This show ran for like 15 seasons. Yes, a very long season. And it's uh, it's number it's ranked as one of the most one of the I think the 13th most watched series finale of all time. Can I throw yeah. this out this here? This is a heavy hitter. I don't want to dig too deep in because I do want to get everybody else's Dallas stories, but this is easily <laughs> the worst series finale we've ever watched from the standpoint. Of never having seen the show. Because basically it's two hours long. They go through nearly everyone who's played a role in this guy's life. Minor characters, major characters. And every character gets about four minutes. So there's no overarching theme or story that it moves forward. It's just a trip down memory lane. And I have no memories of Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you've never been there. I, however... Have been to the Dallas Fort Worth, Texas area. Wow! I went to the 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 amusement park there. Is the Six Flags? The original Six Flags is there. Very wow. cool. Yeah. Um, How big were the roller coasters? Uh, they were big enough to uh to keep my heft, you know. <laughs> so big ones. Do Everything's you, bigger in Texas. Do you think there is uh like uh, on roller coasters you have to be this tall? Is there also a wide thing now? 
because uh, of America's be, obesity problem. Yeah, I think they're. I'm glad to see that. I don't want these <laughs> skinny fucks next to me on the roller coaster. Oh. oh, there's nothing I hate more than if you get next to a large person and they have just the bar pulled down and their <laughs> belly is like sometimes a foot further to the car than mine is. I'm I'm slipping through. Yes. Yeah. That's because you don't belong on the roller coaster. <laughs> right. So I think o- almost a How quarter. How often are you on roller coasters where you're being paired next with strangers? Once a year. <laughs> once a year. <laughs> but like once. Uh, do you ever do you ever go? Oh, I'm so scared! And like kind of grab their thigh or like. <laughs> oh, there's a lot back. of thigh to grab, so I grab one of them. <laughs> one of them but what I was gonna say is that one in four marriages, something like that, is interracial marriages. Wow. One of the things that we finally have not crossed, and it's good to talk about this right after MLK Day, is we have yet to bridge the gap between inter BMI roller coaster pairs. No. <laughs> I think fat people and thin people should shack up. I don't think it's I don't think it's right. I think it's against God. I think it's not how I think if God wanted uh fat people and thin people to spend time together, then he would have not made fat shaming so fun and f- fun and profitable. But if God wanted skinny people to stay away from fat people, he wouldn't have made those calves so hot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Um, so the show lasted from 1978 to 1991. Holy shit, that, that is, is a so long fucking oh time. I think this show is famous for a this fa- the show is famous for a f- the finale of the series, but it's also famous for a season finale in which they decided that everything they woke up and it was a dream. It was the famous Who Shot JR storyline. Right. Who shot JR? There are still t-shirts. Around that you'll see people wearing on the front it says who shot Jr. But on the back it says if you can read this the bitch <laughs> fell off. Yes. I do think if you have a if you can read this the bitch fell off T-shirt you can You've you seen also Dallas. have yes yeah. yes <laughs> yes the who shot Jr. T-shirts were not as popular as the who shot JFK. Where, t-shirt. where have you seen one of those? They they were a thing back in the eighties. Who shot Jr. Yeah, was huge. you were there. <laughs> yes, me and John Paul. <laughs> you know. But no, they, th- that was like a really famous season. P- Jr. is the main character. He's an oil tycoon. John J- Ross Ewing. Whoa, John Ross. I didn't know it was John yes, Ross. Glenn yes, Gary Glenn Ross's nephew. Jr. <laughs> Ewing. He's uh, he's the Patrick Ewing's nephew, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Cosby's. He is a uh, he's the heir to an oil fortune, and he's a t- oil tycoon himself. Yes, it, uh, uh, he like. He seems to be a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, in fact, when the show opens, even though he's got all this money, he's got this all this money and and power, he lives on this huge mansion, mm-hmm. he's not happy. He's not happy. He's getting wasted. He's dr- That has nothing to do with why he's unhappy, <laughs> by the way. That's nothing to do with it. He's getting wasted. He was unhappy and the booze made him a little happier but not happy enough. The mm-hmm. booze made him disgusted with himself. <laughs> yes, that's true because he decides uh, he even he questions out loud. He says, "What would the world be without me? What would the world be without me?" I think uh, this is an interesting <laughs> question. That's but, a song from the show. But I think we haven't really gotten really a thought on the broad strokes of the show yet. Yes, <laughs> it's broad. the broad strokes breakdown. <laughs> broad strokes stroking out. So <laughs> here's what happens. Basically, the broad strokes breakdown is going to be a broad strokes bra. Very short. We don't even get to the ache down. 
<laughs> JR's going to commit suicide. Boom, out pops a, an angel. He's kind of this like really small, sheepish guy. Squarely he fella. says, this is what the world would be if you never existed. Goes through, sees what his brothers would be like, sees what his wife would be like. Couple yeah. of sex scenes, couple of this. Bada boom, bada bing. Nice. And That's- we see for some people, life was just as good. For other people, life was very bad, and he was needed. And life, some life was better yes. without Jr., which yeah. was cool. I thought that was a good thing that they showed that like the world doesn't really need you, buddy. Like it does. <laughs> there are people that succeed without you. So you find that to be an acceptable monologue, but not a monologue from a different show <laughs> that had a similar theme. <laughs> you famously didn't like when another guy was like. Oh, all of life is pointless. Oh, (laughs) true detective on the Patreon. Yeah. Well, this is different because this this isn't saying that life isn't important. This is just saying that you, you know, it goes both ways. Some people you affect negatively. Some people you affect positively. This is just showing your life isn't important, (laughs) but the human life may be important, but an individual human life is not important. Well, Russ Cole from True Detective, he was from Texas, south of Southern Texas, so he could be related to Jr. in some way. Can I bring up official author of the podcast? <laughs> yes! John Updike. <laughs> I was just <laughs> finishing the fourth book of the Rabbit Tetralogy. Yes. Uh, Rabbit at Rest, and he dies. Is this, uh, is this Watership Down? No. Oh. It's Rabbit at Rest. Rabbit, okay, sorry. I thought it was part of the water. Rabbit at Rest is when the, the rabbit runs out of batteries and your girlfriend goes unsatisfied. Nice! Right? <laughs> so, Stimulating the rabbit the is dying and his wife comes to see him. He just cheated on her with his daughter-in-law. They hadn't made up yet. But he's in and out. As he's, as he's dying, do they go, oh, there goes Rabbit. Oh, back to reality. <laughs> oh, he's so mad and he just can't you just won't <laughs> they Mom's do not spaghetti. invoke the official rap song of the podcast <laughs> uh, but oscar winning rap song by the way but a rabbit yeah. is in and out of consciousness and he's like fades away and when he comes back he says he can't believe that when he comes back the world had been tended to just as it had for the centuries before he was born I don't understand Cause that. Because you looked at the phone. You, it was the words <laughs> were there. It was yeah. there. You have a habit of doing that. Uh, it, 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 yeah, sorry about that. He was just saying that he, he realized he was about to die, and in the moments that he was incapacitated, someone was taking care of the world. The world soldiered on. Yes. Just like it had before he got there. You're never... You're never picking up the pieces. You, know? you right. are the hero in your own story, but right. you're a side character in everyone else's. Well, I was also the hero... On flight 357. <laughs> <laughs> I've, said, I've always felt. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one who survived. Hey, dude. Uh, as long as you're not making fun of the Patriots, that's fine. <laughs> do, you, right. do you think you're a main character, John? I think if, if I would, my life were to be adapted, I wouldn't even be a main character. Yeah, I'm you're really, boring, I'm boring man. Yeah, I'm yeah. more of a Kramer. You're more of a Kramer, <laughs> yeah, because you get yes. the comedy clubs and you start spouting <laughs> yep, the word. Yep, 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 yep. Every morning He's, he it shocks you. The door. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes off. Yeah, I no, believe no, that. No, no, no. I'm a Cosmo Kramer, not a Michael Richards. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, ni- I'm. Uh, am I a main character? I mean, I think it would depend on how I died. So if I died in like a very interesting way, I would say I'd be a main character. What if you right. died at 33, like another great comedian 
of your similar stature. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never make a movie about that other comedian because, I mean, what would be the point? Everyone already knows he's a loser. Rude. <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> Actually, Zach, I know what the world would be like without you. Yeah, what would yes, it be like? Yes, I do. The world without Zach is a world with less rape of young men trying to break into Hollywood. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fresh and rude. Disavow a hundred times. This is the biggest disavow in the series. Disavow, redacted, redacted. <laughs> because without Zach, no one would have silenced these boys from the terror of the pride of Portugal, Kevin Spacey. Nice. The world would also have one less vagina. <laughs> The world would have gotten rid of local news because without the viewer, it wouldn't need to exist. And also, Jonathan Elias would be the world's greatest broadcaster (laughs) (laughs) because Zach wasn't there to tarnish his name. Also, more women would be satisfied sexually because they wouldn't become lesbians after having terrible sex with Zach. (laughs) Oh, wow. So that's the world Uh, without Zach. Very, very rude and unfriendly little (laughs) situation there. Uh, I wrote about what the world would be like without John Paul. There would be people not referring to anyone as just plain rude, Okay, for one. And uh, the world without John Paul, honestly, would be less funny. Um, one Aww. of my favorite John Paul jokes ever nobody would have made, which is, has the you did we stay too long in Vietnam? <laughs> and John Paul answered, "Not long enough." <laughs> so, with John Paul's lack of existence, the pro-war Vietnam demonstrations <laughs> would have ended much earlier. <laughs> Traffic would be lighter. Vote for uh, one less car and one less large man in the car. <laughs> and a lot of people think that the comedy community would miss his presence, and it would. Um, even though John Paul wasn't there, he kind of was, and people could feel his loss. So two Boston comedians, who John would have loved, Con Williams and Lloyd Legacy Sharp, <laughs> would throw a candlelight vigil in his memory. <laughs> and even though this candlelight vigil is scheduled to happen at one time, and people would ask, they'd say, oh, we can't go, we can't go, can you move it? Uh, no, no candlelight vigil can ever be moved. <laughs> but the community that would have been the worst off is actually... The Los Angeles area porno community. <laughs> oh, wow. So what a lot of people don't know is that John had a major hand in porno. <laughs> <laughs> For a few years, he was living in a porn producer's bedroom around this big porno collection. Yes. <laughs> and... He actually did pose for many shoots and he was caught <laughs> on CCTV and gave off this whole like fetish porn. He actually, the real John, um, spawned this great porno that never would have been made, which is called Across the Border to Waltham, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> An origin story of a young immigrant from Waltham. So without John, some things would be worse, some things would be better. But uh, the main thing would remain true is that candlelight vigils cannot be rescheduled. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, uh, let me just tell you, uh, my uh, Jack, my name is Volva Jones. <laughs> I am your guardian angel. Oh, wow. Please, Jack, step away from that phone you're using to sext Olivia Munn. <laughs> I know you are trying to kill yourself by sexting celebrities till they have you assassinated. But before you do, I will show you just what the world would look like without you, Jack Burke. I'm good. (laughs) Here we find ourselves at a press conference. You can see here the CEO of Lyft announcing that they are pulling out of the Boston area. He says that there are just not enough drivers wearing sandals to support the New England foot fetishes ride share market. 
Here we are in the millionaire mansion of Robert Kraft. Here in his bedroom, we can see Bob fucking his mistress beneath a painting of his dead wife, desecrating her memory as Tom Brady looks on while he makes out with his boyfriend and training partner. With you around, without you around, the New England Patriots flaunt their immorality and cheating even more, if that is possible. God damn it. And here we are at a public pool where we can see fat people laughing, socializing, and enjoying their lives. Nobody fat shamed these people into staying home and comforting themselves with candy and video games, and the world is much the worse for it. So I urge you, Jack, do not kill yourself. Instead, just do what you did last time and quit using a substance that is universally beloved. So says your guardian angel, Volva Jones. (laughs) Thank you so much, Volva. VJ. VJ Day. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, that's actually one of the big twists at the end. The guardian angel is actually the devil. Me and the devil. The guy. Just do myself in. Boy, they'd be sorry. as sorry as you. You are really pitiful. What? Up here. That's right. Who are you? What What the hell are you doing up there? Forgive me for interrupting. I just couldn't help it, but you were about to kill yourself? What are you, a burglar or something? Put your hands up, boy. No, I'm not a burglar. The only thing I'm interested in here... Is you, pal. Ooh. Sounds kind of erotic, huh? Yes. There was some sexual tension between JR and the devil. Adam is what he goes by. That clip did not reveal that he was the devil. That's true. That's true. But (laughs) I had the clip cut out, so I wanted to use it. It's a good clip. Use it or lose it. (laughs) Do you think if somebody showed up to your house and was like, I'm an angel, I want to show you, you would believe them? Or you would just. Yeah, I would. Would you really? Adam does a bunch of supernatural stuff, so he's clearly like. How do you know it's not just Chris Angel? <laughs> oh, uh, that's a good point. I mean, I would believe him if it was Chris Angel who was co- talk, trying to convince me not to kill myself. I guess I you wouldn't would do, do it. it. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. What if it was Buck Angel? Is that a porno star? <laughs> yeah, Buck Angel's like a transgender man porn star who has a pussy and a beard wow. and gets fucked a lot. It's pretty weird. It will Is he real muscular? He, he's um, fit. Has he done an ultimate surrender? Uh, no, they, they don't let. Uh, they haven't figured out how to deal with the transgender thing. Yeah, in terms of the fairness of the competition. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do they get their own league, or yes. do we do inner promotion? Yeah, I can see that. It's a little confusing for ultimate surrender. Yeah, because there are people out there. There are people out there like you who are like real ultimate surrender rules purists. You don't want to like <laughs> exactly mess with the purity of the game. Like when they when they put um instant replay in, I was just disgusted. I <laughs> I thought that ruined the quickness and the motion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, didn't um wasn't there a big uh, UFC fight last weekend? Uh, or, or, that, yeah, there was a there was a pretty large UFC fight. Yeah, who yeah. won? John Jones, Henry Cejudo. Oh wow, he Olympic sounds fat. He's fat, right? No, of course not. Henry there are very Cejudo. very few fat UFC fighters. Butterbean. He was <laughs> not in the UFC, <laughs> but he was fat. Brock Lesnar's kind of you know tiptoes towards fat. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He's got like a six pack. Dude, if you saw Brock Lesnar in the supermarket, you'd be like, 
That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> would you go up to Brock Lesnar and tell him that? Uh, no, I would mutter under my breath, oh, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, I still can't believe that. Um, who's that guy who was great at underground fighting and died? Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice is dead. Can you That's true. That? Yeah. His son is a as an MMA fighter now. Baby what's Slice. What's his name? Uh, Kimbo Pie. <laughs> <laughs> is he any good? No, he's not good. Kimbo Slice wasn't very good. He was a good underground fighter. Well, he's good he was on good World at beating Star. guys up in backyards. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But when they put him in against like actual other trained fighters, he was not. He wasn't that good. That's terrifying. Either way, yeah, I, don't I like would it. not want to meet Kimbo Slice. He was uh, a good a good fighter, but a better uh, mascot for the Reality Kings porno network. No I remember way, really? yes. when he would go on RealityKings.com, you would see Kimbo Slice there. He had his cane. He was like, "What's up? I'm Kimbo Slice." This is some good ass porno you're watching. <laughs> did he star in any of the films? He didn't know. He w- well, he would be in the films, but he wouldn't have his dick out or anything. He would just be like there. Dude, Why not? if he doesn't have a nine inch dick, he's probably feels shitty all the time because he's such a big man, you know. Well, he was really bald, so we assume he had a lot of testosterone. This is your huge <laughs> dick theory, Jack. Is that it's not the size of the penis; it's the size of the body that surrounds the. Pe- <laughs> I am. It's an optical illusion. Some people mm. say it's not about size; it's about Use it. Jackson's is not about size, it's about how you frame it <laughs> in the whole body. So, ideally, you would keep your dicks the same size, but shrink yourself down like a <laughs> so you were much smaller. Well, if you had an average size penis, but you were a bigger man, you would feel shitty. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think that the, I think my theory is true. It's I don't take. Uh, I, I'm not interested if it's true or not. I'm interested by how often you bring it up both <laughs> explicitly and just kind of <laughs> slip it into people's minds. I'm just trying to bring the truth, okay? Uh, Do you uh, think Kimbo Slice had a large penis? I pray. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a Kimbo Slice? Uh, cut me up a slice of that Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Would you make love to Kimbo Slice? <laughs> You know what would have been a great buddy cop type movie? What? Kimbo Kim- Slice and Lexington Steel? No, no Kimbo, Kimbo Slice and Vern Troyer. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that was going to like Kevin Hart in The Rock, but right. for like a really low production. Yeah, that would have been like Kevin Hart and The Rock, but if they were filming it in a backyard in Miami. <laughs> no, you know what it would have been like? It would have been better than Kim- than Kevin Hart in The Rock because neither Kimbo Slice or Vern Troyer were homophobes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Kimbo Slice was a very progressive yes. man. Yeah. Kimbo Slice, huge <laughs> friend of the gay community. <laughs> when he would go into those backyards, he would always have a rainbow flag draped yeah. around him. Before he viciously beat some <laughs> random guy up to a pulp on a, on a shitty backyard camera. He would say with his final punch, this one's for gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, so the show, Dallas, so yes, he meets this little creature guy who's an angel, and he brings them basically to every character that ever existed on the show. Why do we think that guy's a creature guy? I described him similarly. He's kind of small and ambitious. You know what? It's because he's been in other shows as like a... As like a he was on the X-Files. I can't remember who he played, but he, okay. was, like, he was like a creatureist kind he of guy. He looks spooky. Slithery. I don't like him. Do he you really think that it could be a little bit of jealousy coming from you the way that like his penis probably looks huge <laughs> on his small frame <laughs> yes. yeah yeah it's jealousy pure <laughs> jealousy oh if only i had the body that small <laughs> so he's like but he also is pretty funny there's some funny gags 
There are some funny gags. Yeah. So this character, Adam, uh, JR believes he's a guardian angel sent from heaven, showing the JR, world. JR, who does he think he is at first? He has he gives a different example. It's like not a plumber, but it's some he's like he makes a slip and first calls him an angel like an hour and forty minutes into the show. And he's like, Oh, I thought you thought I was a uh, blank. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think it's there in my was notes. a lot that happened. Just in show. know this, audience. He doesn't accept at face value that it's an angel, even though he has supernatural powers and seems to know everything about him. Yes, but he's taking him through. And I, I agree with your uh, with your sentiment about this series finale. It's a very bizarre series finale in that they're not wrapping up storylines from the show. They're just showing you an alternate world that are that's filled with alternate versions of the characters that you presumably, if you watch the show, it was probably a fun about. day to be an actor. You got to really work on a new scene, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Do you think that like um, the writers just didn't weren't interested in the show that they had written? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, this show is it's it's very bizarre. I mean, it, I guess the show must have really focused on this fucking Jr. character. Well, he was a mogul. He was in charge of his business, in charge of his family. His wife had taken on a subservient role and kind of put her career by the sideline. Right. So I think maybe it would have shown America like, career. oh, this guy is a mogul. <laughs> But he his life is meaningless. So even though you're not a mogul, your life is also meaningless. But there is a mm. quality in nihilism. Yeah, <laughs> a little Russ Cole action. Yeah, <laughs> little Ron Paul, 1998. <laughs> Ron Paul and Jr. I bet you Ron Paul used the Jr. quote at least once. I think you're probably right. I'll take the over on that. <laughs> Ron Paul, what's this the big thing? Libertarianism. Yes, he's Rand big Paul's ears, father. Right. I don't know if he has big ears. He runs every day, and he's like 90. He's a little man, so I'm very jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't he the guy that got beat up by his neighbor? No, that's his son, Rand. Okay. Kimbo Slice. <laughs> Smacked him around. Beat him up while he's mowing his lawn, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, fucked him up really bad. Well, that's because Rand Paul was against gay rights. He hated uh, gay marriage. <laughs> Kimbo Slice, the most fierce fighter for gay rights in human history. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, the gay Mount Rushmore is Perez Hilton, <laughs> that person from the Stonewall riot that we're always supposed to say, <laughs> Harvey Milk and Kimbo Slice. <laughs> wow, no lesbians on that, huh? Well, it's only 2019, okay? <laughs> we got to wait for that representation. I actually do a really good Harvey Milk. Let's you see do? It. My name right. is Harvey Milk, and I'm here to recruit you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good Harvey Milk. Holy yeah. shit. Thank you. You're so proud of your Harvey Milk. Me and Mike Steele, my other roommate, went and saw that because we used to sneak in the movie theater all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. We were like 16 when we saw it, and we were still homophobic at the time, so we sat in <laughs> seats with a seat in between us. Ah! so funny. <laughs> Did you have to reach over to stroke each other? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, can you do Harvey Milk seeing a man with a really big body? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Harvey Milk, and I'm not here to recruit you. <laughs> <laughs> he wow. got shot, right? He did. Damn. Josh Brolin shot him. He <laughs> <laughs> was fucked up. And that yeah. famously spawned the Twinkie defense. Right, by a lawyer, right? Yes. So they're pretty interested because there's a lawyer on this show. Yep. There's a couple lawyers. There are a couple of lawyers. Hey, what do you call a world with 90% Jewish unemployment? 
<laughs> what? A warriorless world. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more? That's my one. All right, I got a couple. Why couldn't the sober man become a lawyer? Why? He wouldn't go to the bar. No. <laughs> oh, God. That's like legit popsicle stick. I'm selling that. That's, <laughs> he couldn't go to the bar because he's sober? Yeah. That, that focus, that's your two things yeah. together. And yeah. that, how about this one? This one's not very good, but lawyers might Could talk. he go to the packy? <laughs> how many lawyers does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? None. They slap an intern's ass and make him do it. (laughs) (laughs) That could be for Congress as well. Yes, that's true. And how about this one? What do you call an evil lawyer on a mass murdering rampage? (laughs) What? Hillary Rodham Clinton. Zach just, uh, uh, so I think some spirits of HRC <laughs> just came yeah. down and smashed Zach's head. Vincent Foster came and grabbed me from the ether. <laughs> <coughs> you guys waiting for my lawyer jokes? Yes. I didn't. With um, breath. Uh, what did the lawyer say? What, did the, what was the first thing on the gay lawyer's docket? Free Kimbo Slice. Docking. <laughs> They were docking with their foreskins in court. <laughs> Gross. Oh, Kimbo Slice was there to push it, the gay haters away, though. Hey, why he do we, why do lawyers work on retainers? Why they heard orthodontists were making so much money? Hey, <laughs> That's pretty pretty good. good. Yeah. What do you call a, a fat kid who lives in Dorchester who used to run a comedy show named Dylan Krasinski? <laughs> What? A lawyer? A lawyer. <laughs> I guess that didn't line up. <laughs> you used to live in Dorchester, huh? Still does. Currently does. Oh, loves, oh what's the address? 227 Cedar Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so the show has some lawyers in it. That's true. Let's go. Let's go. Let's start talking about some of the characters yes, that we yes. meet. We meet uh, Gary Ewing. Gary Ewing is JR's one of JR's brothers, and older in, brother, I believe. Maybe. And in this sort of reality, with with, with no JR, he is a hotshot Beverly Hills lawyer. But yes. one of the big things that really sunk JR was the company went under. Like the brothers kind of didn't run the company well. They sold the company, cashed out. Yeah, and he JR, was upset. JR had never been born, so he never inherited the company. They yes. instead another brother inherited the company and then Not sold it. Not a cause. sold it. So Gary Ewing is no longer uh, an oil mogul or involved in the oil business. Right. He he is a hotshot lawyer in Beverly Hills. He's defending. He is uh, working with this woman who's defending who's uh, divorcing her husband. A lot of divorce stuff. Yeah, and. The woman he, that he's working with, she's trying to fuck him. Yeah, she's like, I Alice. wish you could. You make me so comfortable. I wish you could make me comfortable at night. His yeah. client. His client. His client, yeah. Yes. That's true. It's his client. Do you guys think that if your client was wanting to fuck, you guys would do it? When my Lyft passenger tries to fuck me. Yes. Has it happened? It has, right? Well, yeah, I've been uh, I've been hit on. Yeah. And, they, I mean, that gay guy tried to wanted to fuck me. I, I've heard you talk about this. You say that you can tell that the chick wants to fuck because she'll get in the, the lift and then she'll just look at her phone the whole time. And that's how you know yeah, she well, wants I you. I base it on what they're wearing. <laughs> 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 that's a telltale sign. <laughs> uh, what about you, John Paul? Somebody comes on the tour and they're like horned up for a colonial. They say, give me the underground tour. Uh, I'll <laughs> tell them that uh, I will go ahead and affix my bayonets and run them through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, know, you say you'd like to do um, a, a Boston teabag party <laughs> on their face. 
<laughs> Zach, what about you? Uh, I would say uh, no, thank you. This is a workplace. <laughs> oh, nice, fun, fun. What if it was? Uh, what if it was Kimbo Slice? Well, Kimbo, I'd have to do it for gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the rights activist. So then the lo- she he says, hey, he doesn't really say no, but he's like he doesn't say anything. He deflects. He deflects, and then typical lawyer move. Right. Then the guy comes in with his lawyer. Yep. And they get into an argument. She's a woman. She's a woman. Yes. They get into an argument. And that is important. I'm not just pointing that out. Well, it's important to you. I don't really see gender. No, it's so. literally important to the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> they they go. They're like, oh boy, what happens? Uh, the lawyer's like, hello, my name is Buck Angel. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they end up. It like cuts to the two lawyers having sex and cutting a deal, like trading the house yes. for money. Yeah, yeah you, you think that's uh, ethical? I think it's sexical. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably more common than not. Do you think the lawyers all bang each other? I yeah, definitely I think, so. think so. Really? Yeah, I think that that's how, that's the justice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah, so the lawyers, and it's funny too because the angel and, um, what's his name, Jr. Jr. They're Adam. like in the room, and um, Jr. is like, "Are we gonna sit here and watch this?" <laughs> and uh, the, and the devil's this like, is "A really funny scene." The devil's like, "Oh, we're they don't know we're here, so yeah." Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And they sit on the bottom of the bed. And then they watch TV and you this just see funny. them pounding behind you. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And sh- they're just watching TV. Who comes on the television? JR's, I believe, wife, presumably, right? His his Sue yes, Ellen. Sue, Sue Ellen. Ellen. Sue, Sue Ellen, Ellen is his wife who... But, but before we get to there, the TV's on while they're banging. What do you guys think of the TV on when you bang? I don't have a TV in my bedroom, uh, which is not a problem because I do bang in the living room. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? When you go to the movie, you only do it at the game movie theater, right? <laughs> yes. Only when you're seeing milk. <laughs> uh, do I have movies on? or No, not usually. Has anyone ever rewatched milk? Milk is one of those movies you see once. Nobody's like, you know, it was great milk. Let's, I saw it with my mom. A lot of gay kissing in it, did which you was keep, very good. <laughs> did you keep a chair in between you and your mom <laughs> so, so that nothing we, weird So that happened? no one would think we were fucking gay? <laughs> 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 so that she just wouldn't roast you mercilessly as a famed Boston comedian? <laughs> yeah, she would have been like, oh, what's going on? You getting hard there, John? <laughs> I would be like, Mom, chill out. <laughs> She's like, you're so gay. <laughs> um, Kimbo Slice runs in and just knocks her out. <laughs> like, that's something to be fucking ashamed of. <laughs> and so, so yes. Sue Allen, they see her on, they see her, <laughs> they see her on TV as a newscaster. But when Adam uh, Adam whisks them there, she's not actually a newscaster. She plays a newscaster on a soap opera. Similar right. to what I wish Jonathan Elias would do. <laughs> he is a horrible newscaster, but unfortunately he has real lives in his hands. <laughs> I don't think he's killed anybody. Well, if he did, he would say, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Oh, man. That would have been funny if Jonathan Lies was still in the Boston market for this disappearing girl. Ooh. If, if he, <laughs> I, he would not have handled it with grace, and I don't think we will either. So uh, <laughs> we're going to move on. Sue Allen, uh, <laughs> she works at this. Uh, she's she's leaving the soap opera because she's going to pursue a career in film. She's a little bit like David Duchovny when he let, quit the X-Files so he could become a movie star. Or David Schwimmer. He quit Friends to really? go. Being be Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. Baby. Wow. Yes. And so, and she's, but he doesn't, she, she's in the soap opera. She It's her last day. And then. Um, her slimy agent shows up. Yes. This guy checks all the boxes There's for like stereotype slimy agent. He was great for stereotypes. Also, <laughs> the show. Kimbo hated him. <laughs> <laughs> the show had a lot of um, breasts. Um <laughs> There was a lot of like cleavage that was fun and yes. big hair, big breast, big hair, yes. cowboy hats. Like it was, I liked the costumes. I thought they were cool. Are you a big hair kind of guy? Do you like big titties? I do not like the big hair of the eighties. I do not find the style of the eighties or the nineties. What about attractive. big teased up pubes? <laughs> big fan of that. If you don't have a, a gallon of hairspray in those pubes, <laughs> then that's not for me. If they're not flammable by just a flick of the wrist, <laughs> yeah, you're done. I'm not into it. <laughs> uh, the agent admits to Sue Ellen that she's got to go on this big casting call for this part that she thought she was going to get easily. And so she's, she's very pissed, upset. Which I thought was obnoxious as hell because it's like you don't, you everybody's got to go read, you know? Well, you know, I mean, she just didn't understand the industry like you do, I guess. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I guess what it comes down to. that she has to go in for a read. Well, she knows. What, no, what that says to her is, oh, I'm not getting this part. No, that's not necessarily no, true, though. he had told her she had a part. You know, it, the story kept changing with him. Right. He so was as slimy. far as she, she knew, the story was there's not even a movie being made. You know? Right, yeah. right. He, she could end up on the couch. So Milk, s- too. Yeah. <laughs> so Sue Ellen, an actress who's, Milk, you know, 2%. <laughs> <laughs> Whole milk. <laughs> okay. Skim milk. Well, whole milk would have been the prequel. Chocolate <laughs> milk would be quite Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kimbo slicing milk. Fuck hey, actually. if you know a milk parody pornographic film, send it over to the boys. Put it on... Uh, Series finale pod at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to find that. <laughs> it must be out there, right? Uh, probably not. But so this slimy guy, he's an agent... Uh, he she tells him off. She says, "Go get the fuck." He says at one point, they, "It is true what they say about working with you, you fucking bitch." Yeah, you're a tough little bitch. And he's really like, crazy for me for them to spend their one cuss word here. A little odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think Adam should have used it when he said, "Wow, look how big my cock looks compared to the rest <laughs> of my skinny little body." Cock <laughs> isn't a swear. The no, FCC lets that. I've in. never heard cock on TV. Have you? Uh, no, but I've seen a few. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they don't say cock on TV? You find me an example when they say cock on TV. Uh, how about the Patreon episode we did about uh, we did about um, Ray Donovan? The girl goes, "I want to taste your cock." That's, That's Showtime. Showtime. That's on television. No. You're talking about broad. <laughs> Why don't you specify and say broadcast TV? Broadcast. Yeah, no, TV. it was also in All in the Family when Archie's <laughs> like, "Hey, come sit on my cock." Yeah, <laughs> it was also in the uh, last year's NFL Super Bowl halftime show when Lady Gaga said, uh, "I'm going to cut off Pat Tillman's cock and throw <laughs> it in the middle of the stands." 
very rude. She ripped up a picture of his cock on live <laughs> television, like Sinead. Deep disavowal. Hey, we stand with Sinead, though. Yeah, always Ooh, with Sinead, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. What she did stood Sinead do? Sinead went on Saturday Night Live in the 90s and tore up a photograph of the Pope because of the covering up of sexual abuse. Ooh, she, she was at nice. it before even Spotlight was yeah, at it. Yeah, she was way ahead of the curve. People freaked the People fuck out. People hated it. Yeah. Why is she not a hero now that she did that? Uh, she's she also shaved her hair and looked weird. She also <laughs> did a bunch of other stuff. Oh, she uh, did? Next, the next, the following week, you know who came on? Someone, another celebrity came on. They reassembled the photograph, but it might have just been like a prop. It was uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci took offense to it, and he reassembled the photo and taped it back together. No, he didn't. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he actually was standing there holding it. And a young teenage Kimbo Slice ran onto the <laughs> stage and tackled him. And he ripped it up for the Pope not defending gay rights. That's right. Yes, yes. It was Pope John Paul, so I was kind of upset. <laughs> Did you feel a kinship with Pope John Paul? Uh, yeah, but only when he uh, told me to shut the fuck up about what happened to me. <laughs> Pope John Paul, Pope just played rude. <laughs> um... Do you, so then what happens next? So then we get to see some more family members that Jay, this whole thing is like a slideshow. Right. Bobby Hewing, played by Patrick Duffy. Yes. And this is not the first time we've seen Patrick Duffy in our travels. Where else have we seen Pat D? Uh, touched by an angel. Wow. Yes. He, played, oh. he played the prosecutor, or the whatever, the in the trial. No, no, in I the think horrible trial. I believe he played Delarice. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, if you come on a little late to series finale, go check out Touched by an Angel. Great episode. It'll touch you. Is that is that Skidoo Bears? <laughs> no, that's the Shield. Is the Shield? Oh, Skidoo okay, Bears. Okay, okay. Gay Well, nonetheless. Yeah. And and so yes, Patrick Duffy, handsome guy, huh? Very handsome. Huge gambling problem, right? And Zach's been getting big into gambling recently. Have you? I yes. put twenty dollars. I was at a comedy show. I said, "Don't pay me. Parlay this into some." Uh, yes, some Doug Gurton. Don't don't. <laughs> Doug Gurton, really? Don't implicate my bookie in this, okay? <laughs> Dude, Gurton's. You got to be watch. You got to be careful with Gurton. Yeah, why? I just know people that have dealt with him. DJ. Now, I'm not saying that he is untrustworthy. I'm just saying the people that I know that dealt with Gurton, they got in deep. Did Real they? Deep. Broken backs. Yeah. Broken fingers, <laughs> yeah. broken well, backs. Well, I paid my debts. I paid up. I put $20 on the under on the Pats game. Wow. Which is uh, the least exciting way to watch football because you just constantly root for nothing <laughs> good to happen. <laughs> so I think this show actually sh- came up in Zach's life to let him know that gambling. Why did is the we wrong say his name on the podcast? That was so dumb. I didn't. I took umbrage. He's with not it. a real bookie. That's a joke. <laughs> He's not actually a bookie. I'm not worried about it at all. Neither should you guys be. I'm not worried about gambling's anything. legal, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about it. You can tell that I'm not worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I brought everything to a dead stop to bring it up again. (laughs) That's how you can tell (laughs) that I'm so cold as ice about that. Let's so, talk more about how Patrick Duffy is hot. Yes. Well, Wait, that so is you are, you are worried about it. <laughs> well, don't whatever. 
Patrick Duffy actually should, does. Should we beep it out? <laughs> no. no. Well, we should definitely stop talking about it either way. Because yes. no matter what we do, right, it's right. going to make it worse. We definitely shouldn't talk about it. But if we were to discuss fraternities, <laughs> would you be in Delta Gamma? I would definitely not call my country a cunt. So I appreciate you saying fraternity <laughs> and not frat. I'll tell you that. All right, we'll move on. So Patrick, Patrick Duffy, Duffy smoke show. He he falls in line to one of my favorite bodies in Hollywood. How the what body kind of type body is that? He's got a thick, broad shoulder, breast area. Alex right? Jones style. Not only Alex Jones style, also Highway to Heaven style. <laughs> oh, what? Michael Landon. Michael Landon. He does, doesn't he? He's got yeah. a Michael Landon top, which covered, is my favorite oh, top. He's you know covered what? in fur, too. <laughs> yes. Dark you fur. You know what we need? If someone's out there, send us a shirtless poster of Michael Landon <laughs> we, and frame it. Send Michael Landon and Patrick Duffy have very similar tops, and I was a big fan no, of no, that. No, no. Patrick Duffy is a lot smaller, which he's like a much narrower, which is actually an advantage in this day and yeah. age because that means everything else looks a little more proportional. <laughs> <laughs> and you're into their tops, which is why you're a bottom. For well, them. Kimbo Slice also had a very thick broad top yes, yes. And, and I like a man with beefy breasts <laughs> <laughs> why do you think you like a beefy man so much <laughs> I think it's what I'm aspiring to be like I want to be I want when I come when I have my shirt off I want like people to think like is that Michael Landon is that yeah. Patrick Duffy? You they want, want you want people to think like man his dick better be huge because it's gonna <laughs> look pathetic if it's not I think that I just, I don't know. I was right away. You you were there. You yeah. were in the room when I saw it. You freaked it. out. I was like, oh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's an Alex Jones it's, top. And he also just, you know, good looking face. Also incredibly full and thick and dark hair. Yes. On top of it. I mean, he has everything. In, in the and show. And the show acknowledges that he's really good looking. Yeah, in the show, it seems like in the real world, he sort of keeps JR uh, in line he with life. He keeps him busy. He keeps him busy. But without Jr., he's become sort of a scumbag, like a weirdo. He's like a small-time hustler and gambler and con artist. Yes, he's got some kids. He's way behind on alimony, child support, he, and his ex-wife is like, "Listen, if you can't pay this, forget about seeing these kids." Which I find very rude. Right, to take out you know the mentorship aspects of fatherhood. Right. We well, you're anti-feminist, and I'm not. So yeah, <laughs> she was very rude. And it was wicked unnecessary. Obviously, the kids enjoy their time. There was a fat kid, too. That was funny. You don't see a lot of fat kid <laughs> actors. And he was really plump. I'm sure that it didn't work out for him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the kids enjoy him, Patrick Duffy. And I think they enjoy it because of his broad body. <laughs> <laughs> you think the kids love spending time with their, bo- with their dad because well, he he's so Well, he can pick all three of them at top. He can give them all a hug at the yeah, same time. He probably does make them feel safe. Yes. He could. He made me feel safe last night in your arms. <laughs> and so then, um, but this was Patrick Duffy. He's in like 50 Gs. And there's a guy, George Kennedy from Cool Hand Luke. Great unbelievable actor. actor. Plays McKay. McKay. He owns a casino. Yes. And Patrick Duffy, like you said, owes him 50,000 bucks. Yes. You know who I wouldn't want to owe 50000 bucks? A lawyer? Don't <laughs> say it. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. Um, and so then he goes to this woman. But if you did, I'm sure you would work it out with no problems. <laughs> <laughs> I th- he goes to this woman who he knows through another man. 
And he, the guy's like, I'm not giving you money. You <laughs> so yeah, piece he, of shit. he goes to Jason Ewing, who I think, He's, not sure about this. I think Jason Ewing was not previously on the show. Yeah. I think this Jason is, Ewing was previously not born. Yeah. Yes. He only is there because JR is not. Right. And he's, which is so brother. funny because like they, they go all out on this theory that like you didn't exist, so they introduce new characters, yeah. which is a possibility. It's like it's over the top. It's yeah. so unnecessary. It's like no, yeah, in terms of like they make him this big villain, but it's like wh- why hate this guy? He doesn't even really exist in the in the continuity <laughs> of the show. If you watch the show, you would be like, who is this man? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. And and so Jason Ewing is like, I'm not giving you any money. You're a scumbag. But yes. Jason Ewing's wife puts on a sexy lace white outfit and approaches says, Bo- approaches Bobby Ewing while he's uh, spending the night there. Yeah. And then uh, you know, and then she says she's you, like you, she's throwing herself at him. What did she say? Yeah, she's just like, oh, you know, what? and he's like, hey, I'm not gonna fuck you. And Jr. as he's watching with Adam is like. She's primed. She's primed. Yeah. He's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like really rooting for, yeah. for Patrick Duffy to just rail right, this right, chick. Right. As if he hasn't watched enough fucking already. You enough know? of his siblings fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, and, and she's like, he's like, I can't do that. But what I will take is your money. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, that will really piss him off. That's a great idea. And But he's also, oh yeah, Jason Ewing also like grabs his wife's ass at one point. It was like a pretty mean it lit you chunk. Up. Yeah. He, he went after it. Yeah. And um, she, he's like, I'm worried, though. Is he going to be pissed? And she's like, no, I know too much about him, which makes me think he's going to murder you, dude. <laughs> like, if he's mad that you gave this man $50,000 and you're like, hey, you can't hurt me because I know too much about you. What's the way to make somebody not know anything about you? Kill them. So yeah. I thought she was in trouble. Right. Interesting. And then Pat... Uh, Patrick Duffy, he goes to George Kennedy, McKay, the owner of the casino, yes. and he says, he pays off his alimony, and then he says to McKay, okay, I've got 25 grand, or I've here's half of your cash, let's do a little bet here, I've got the other 25 in this bag, let's play war, and um, he beats him in war, and you're like, cool, fucking A, Patrick Duffy, he's got it all under control, he does never needs to gamble again, but the little angel guy says... Uh, yeah, he goes and gambles that twenty five grand that he just swindled right. George Kennedy immediately. Yes, and it's yes. pretty sad because it, it's a real addiction problem. If you have the a gambling house, always issue, wins. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Well, not in your case. DG always wins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get to see a character by the name of Ray Kreb, who is uh apparently what later in the show found out he was Ewing, but in this reality, right. he never found out he was Ewing, and instead what he does is just spend time with his beautiful family. Which was crazy because Ray Kreb oh, we're playing a clip. Sorry. Let's go light all them candles before I start crying or something. Dad? Dad, 
Yes. That is the gift. This guy got fucked up in a rodeo accident, and um, yes. he's pathetic now. He has to, like, he has a bum sweep leg, a bar. He's lame. He has to pick up odd jobs. And his family. But he lives in a nice apartment, I thought. Well, he could be on disability. Okay. And, uh, oh, leeching off the government. <laughs> yeah, classic. And his family, this is what they get him for his fucking birthday, is they get him <laughs> a sign that says, The Greatest Dad. It's a plaque. It's a plaque. It's so... It's literally like the world's greatest boss cup. It means <laughs> nothing. It's so pathetic. But I mean, it's much. It's it's sentimental. Yeah, like a broadcaster on board sign, you know. Or That's John true. Paul got me a cup that says "Jesus is my life God." <laughs> I that. that is true. So, what do you think would have been a better gift for Ray? I don't know. Maybe a better leg. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a smaller leg so the rest of them looks bigger. <laughs> um, so that was really bad. There's also another family member that a woman is getting beaten by her husband. I didn't really get that one. Yeah, that one I also saw, but I didn't really understand. The, the, the Mr. Ewing, JR goes to this woman's house and she's being beaten in front of her kids by this guy. Oh, smacked around and then she shoots him. Yeah, she kills him. Takes him down. And then she goes to jail for murder, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he, JR is like, well, she's defending herself, so she'll be walking free. And Adam tells her that, uh, no, they're in Texas, so she's going to be spending the rest of her life in prison. Then the kids get caught up in the foster care system. They end Ugh. up in the prison pipeline. Yeah, and then once they're in the foster care system, they become anathema. Nobody wants to see anything to do. No one wants anything to do with these children ever again. Well, there's actually t- a pair of lesbian moms up in Minnesota who adopt them and then later on drive off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> if that's referencing something real, I don't know what it is. It, it is. is. It, it is was a very terrible. Sad, so yeah. the hearts, the heart family. Whoa. Google so that's it. Like, it's horrible. That's like Minnesota Chappaquiddick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, no, the dead. family had gotten popular because it's in like a black. The kids were all black and the women were white. Mm. And in like a Portland, Oregon. Uh, they were from Minneapolis, though. Originally. Oh, okay. But in a Black Lives Matter protest, there's a picture of a white cop hugging one of the kids. So we got really popular. But apparently, the, their home life was like a they were being hole. abused. They were and beating the kids, starving them, locking them up. Yeah, and then they drove off of it. Uh, did cliff. they? Who did they all die? Yeah, yes, everyone the died. Whole clan. Nine, eight people dead. Jeez, it was terrible. Wow. So my joke was pretty rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what can you do? <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, that, but was, that was like two years ago. So get over. No, yeah, it I was, agree. It was like eleven months. <laughs> oh, okay. Those wounds are still raw. <laughs> um. All right. There is one though that they never found, and if you want to put on on it, they're not she's still alive. No way, give really. A, give DG a call. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So that plotline didn't really know. But then Jr. and the, the the little angel guy they go back to the house, right? Back yes. to reality. Whoop, <laughs> there goes rabbit. <laughs> yes. Whoop. And Jr. is looking in the mirror and he's like, I I don't know. I think I'm gonna end it. I don't know. And then this spooky ass shit happens, where the 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 angel, the what you think might be an angel because he's wearing white suits the whole time. He's kind of funny like an angel. <laughs> in um, classic <laughs> angels, hilarious. <laughs> yes. And then. He, uh yeah, so he starts encouraging Jr. that maybe he should kill himself. Jr. is perplexed. He's like, "Yo, I wouldn't kill myself and send you back to heaven a failure." And Adam goes, "What made you think I'm from heaven?" Oh, <laughs> it was terrifying. And Jr. wakes up. 
He's still in his apartment. He's got his gun, his booze. Apparently, it was all just a dream. But the guy, the way they show him turn into the devil really freaked me out. His eyes turn red. There was also a hint to this, by the way. When they were out, uh, out, when they, when Adam and Jared were outdoors, uh, Adam, the angel-y character he's wearing glasses but the glasses are tinted red he has red glasses that's Ooh. true i did not notice that he has Damn. tinted red glass little hints little hint. they drop little hints throughout the episode what was some other hints um the he goes at one point jr says something very reprehensible and, he, and adam goes no wonder my boss likes you so much they should have just called him michael for the heavy-handed hint uh let's we'll give him that note yeah. I guess. yeah <laughs> <laughs> call him up <laughs> But it's so it's all been a dream, but then JR looks in the mirror and Adam appears before him one more time, <laughs> encouraging him to kill himself. And there's cool music. Sorry. Start looking at your phone. <laughs> and that's the final scene as you see Patrick Duffy, Patrick Bobby Duffy, Ewing, Bobby Ewing running up and hearing a gunshot but you never see if someone was murdered or not. Right. Or if you never see if, if JR, JR shot had killed himself. himself. Yeah. This what do you was think? an ending we've never even seen. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Ambiguous ending. Yeah, I, I think he did it. Yeah. He was clearly tormented by demons. He had seen the rest of his life. He had when been drinking. Yep. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think he did it. Think he shot think? himself? Yep. Um yeah. I would say I'd say he's so egocentric. I would say I don't think so. Yeah. I I think he I don't know. I think he shot himself because of Patrick Duffy's face when he looks in. It looks like a man who just witnessed somebody's head blown off. Can you believe it? He should have had his shirt off. Though, yeah, it was offensive that he didn't, to be honest. <laughs> Hopefully when he tries to piece uh, JR's head back together like JFK, <laughs> he takes off his shirt just his blood all over but him. But can I tell you, I did a little bit of reading, It was research. pretty hot, though, when um, <laughs> ja- Jacqueline Onassis, Jackie Kennedy, took her shirt off to put JFK's head back together. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little research. I looked into it, and there is sort of an answer to this, oh, even though there, it's, there are fan theories. There's not even just fan theories. This was the last episode of the show with an ambiguous ending. However, there were two made-for-TV movie follow-ups. Oh no! And in those follow, there were two follow-ups, and they neither one. Of, I think some of the stuff in them contradicts the other, but in the made-for-TV movie follow-up, Patrick Duffy runs up to the room. Goes, oh my God, Jr. You shot your favorite mirror. <laughs> That's so dumb. 
That is so dumb. That's so funny. <laughs> we should. That would be the next podcast we release called Follow Ups. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, that'd shows. be a great little thing to do behind the Patreon. Yeah, maybe we will. What do you when you say that'd be a great little thing to do? What do you mean? What we would do? We go to an episode we've watched like the finale Elf. Of, Elf had a follow up, but one that was continued either in a movie, whatever, and watch that source material. I don't understand what you what you mean. I don't really. It doesn't really matter. Yes, we should maybe do. talk about it later. No, we'll talk about it on the po- on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Let's we, we do a big role fans play. Of that. Let's do a role play. Let's okay. do a role play. Okay. Um, right. I'll be DG. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Patrick Duffy. I'll be Jr. All right. All right. Hey, listen, <laughs> DG. DG. I'm into you for sixty five thousand dollars. Now I got that money. Now, you know I got I, that money. I. It couldn't have been me. I only deal with about twenty dollar to thirty dollars. Sixty five grand. I put thirty two <laughs> grand on Robert Kraft that he would uh, not do anything shameful and desecrate the memory of his wife, and I turned out it was wrong. <laughs> and so, Jay, it's me, your brother Patrick. <laughs> oh, whoa, Patrick Duffy. You yes. mean Bobby Ewing? Yeah, well, it's it's you know I get split personalities. That's why I'm such a bad gambler. Hey, let me tell you something. You're looking good without that shirt off. Hey, you're looking good yourself with that shirt on, brother. <laughs> wow. You always knew how to spin a compliment, Bobby. <laughs> I learned it from you sitting across the dinner table each and every night. You know. And sharing a bedroom on those <laughs> lonely cool I nights. love this, brother. We love so much. What are the chances you guys think you're going to have sex tonight? What are the odds? <laughs> I think they're about five out of six. I don't know how odds work. Is that inches in you or <laughs> inches out of you? <laughs> I'll put it at a plus plus three hundred. Oh, okay. Um, I'll be I'll be willing to take that bet. Really? Yeah. Even though taking that bet would be illegal <laughs> under local laws. Oh, yeah. Well, we're gonna deal with kratom, right? <laughs> <laughs> all payments and all payments and kratom. <laughs> yeah, payments and kratom. Over. Well, let me tell you something, boy. I'm actually t- I'm this is fortunate. Because I'm out of the oil business. Oil is dead. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Jerry yeah, oil is dead. Oil JR. is dead. It's all about Kratom. I'll, I'll put some oil business in you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, your body is so big and beefy that it makes your penis look tiny and minuscule and pathetic. JR. So I'm naturally not interested. We went over this as kids. It's the same size. No. I you mean, just have a smaller frame. No. It's the same look at size. How, look at this. <laughs> It's like it's like a tic tac in a in a in a Sahara JR, desert. I, th- I I have long legs. They make Everything, it look smaller. No dicks exist in a vacuum, Bobby. You have to take yes, in the whole thing. The dick goes into the vacuum. My femur doesn't go into the vacuum. Why do you care that I have a big femur? Well, I would like to propose a different kind of bet. Oh yeah, DG. <laughs> yeah. I bet that the first one to come wins. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> struck oil. Oh I unfortunately struck Kratom, and it's just <laughs> dust coming out. Kratom dust. What's the name of your Kratom company? I'd like to invest. Uh, I, This is uh, Dallas. This is, uh, wait, no, this is Creative... Kratom cult, uh, Corporation, but all with K's. <laughs> Jesus. So Christ. we are the KKK. 
the Creative Kratom Corporation. <laughs> Disavowed. <laughs> All right. Would you watch the show? No. No. Terrible. No. So, uh, four. Zero. Four. Zero.